Welcome to another episode of the You Flourish podcast, where we are your go-to stop for faith-based career coaching to help you flourish in all seasons of your leadership journey. Flourishing happens when you find strength in God to let go of all worry. It's easy to get wrapped up in the stress and hustle of this world and to put faith on the back burner. What if you tuned into our podcast every other Tuesday so that you could feel encouraged to go through the rest of your week keeping God top of mind? If you love what we have to say, make sure you follow us on social media, write a review, and subscribe. Would you or your business even consider supporting us for only $5 a month so we could continue to provide you with quality content? We would greatly appreciate your support. Now get ready to grow and let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I am super excited because today I am joined by Tracy Fixon. And Tracy and I have got to know each other a little bit um, just through some of the events we've put on, like our Breakfast and Bibles event. And she was able to come to our Reset You retreat in June of 2022. Um, so I'm just excited today to have this conversation with her and learn more about her walk with and her faith and her career and just about what she's doing because she has a lot of amazing things going on, I know. So I'm excited to be here. But Tracy, why don't you just tell us more about you and what you do, all, all the things. Sure. Well, thank you, Grace, for having me. Um, I'm really grateful to be here. Um, so yeah, I um, was able to attend Breakfast in Bibles, which really like attracted me in because I had been looking for actually a... Um, like I just wanted more connection and especially like post pandemic world, like it just, how do you reenter? And I knew I wanted it to be faith-based. So I was so grateful when that popped up in my feed because it does align so much with what I do and who I am and what I share. So I am the creator of the revived mom, which is essentially my brand name for everything that I do. I've kind of learned over the years that I do a lot of random things. And that's just who I am. That's just who God made me. And it took me a long time to embrace that and just be okay with that and really create a brand that encompasses everything that I do. So I am a Shackley wellness and business consultant. I'm a holy yoga instructor. Um, I love sharing, um, essentially sharing the gospel and just preaching to other moms and just helping them revive their lives. And that is how the revived mom kind of came to creation. I love that. That's so cool. I like how you said that you do a lot of random things and that's kind of what how Revive Mom came about because I think that's such a cool point because we all love a lot of things, mm-hmm. a lot of things. And mm-hmm. so when it comes to like, okay, so what do I do with that? So tell me more about the um, whole yoga and what that mm-hmm. means. And cause that's, so that's a part of your brand. So you do, you're a Shackley, um, Sha- mm-hmm. you do Shackley your whole yoga and really just like preaching and all those mm-hmm. stuff. So tell me first about the whole yoga, because I'm interested to know a little bit more about what that is and what that means. Yeah. So I had never really done yoga in my life <laughs> and except about five years ago, um, I, um, this holy yoga company kind of popped up in my feed or came, I 
came to learn about it. And I was like, I should, I should just become an instructor. Like I'm that person. That's like, not just be a participant. Like, I'm just going to go in and do the class. And like five years ago, one of my friends had said like, well, have you ever done yoga? And I'm like, no, but uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, but what happened was, is I kept putting it off and I kept putting it off. And then in 2020, I got injured. I was running a lot that year and I got injured and I basically sidelined myself the rest of like July, mm -hmm. 2020 to the rest of the year. And I did nothing, which was not good for my mental health because it really helped like my body needed that exercise. Well, mm -hmm. lo and behold, January of 2021, my inbox happened to have a, Hey, last call to be a holy yoga instructor. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So I just yes. jumped in and I decided to do it. And it was completely, I really believe it was a God thing. Um, mm -hmm. of course, because I took that instruction thinking, Oh, I'll become a teacher and I'll do these things. And it'll be another source of income and in which it has been, and it's been amazing, but it has been more of another personal transformation and walk with God. So like it, it, it just showed me how it really isn't about the physical, but it's about that spending that intimate time with the Lord and just letting him work through all of that junk in our hearts and in our minds and, and in our bodies. Like I shed a lot of lies through that training of like things that I had been carrying with me, like, well, I'm weak or I'm not strong or all of these things. And I remember breaking down in several classes where the teacher's like, you're strong, you can do this. And I was like, oh, no one's ever said that before. So it just, it was just all God. Like it really was the timing of it. Like when I actually committed to it, when I actually did it, like everything. And now what I like to do is I, I just, I don't feel like I'm the normal yoga teacher that you'd probably see on social media because I actually had a class this morning and we literally just sat there and I just talked about stress and tension in our necks and shoulders. And like, when we don't speak what's on our minds, how that, that stores in our bodies as pain in our chests and in our backs. And so it's, I just, it's a different journey than most people think of. And my hope is that I can just connect with more people who are there's, well, I don't want to do yoga. I can't do that. I, you know, whatever. And I'm like, that's just not what this is. This is all God. I even quit planning my classes and you and I kind of had this conversation ahead of time. Like I used to be super like scared to plan a class. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? God's got this. Like if I'm here because of him, like the Holy spirit is going to flow through me. And when I let go of like rigorously planning, it just opened up everything that our classes become. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, I guess the story there. Like I went into it with a certain like business mindset mm -hmm. and it just, God did what God does and completely rocked my world with it. Mm -hmm. And it's been just such an incredible, like addition to my personal transformation. Mm -hmm. Well, I love a lot of things that you said. And one, just like also trusting, like, and recognizing when it is God, like that is such a cool testimony to when he just does things and just following the Holy Spirit, because obviously he put that email in your inbox for a reason. And you knew that, but also another thing is I know there is a lot of stigma, you know, around yoga and because it can be such a hard thing because, you know, is it okay? Is it good? And I love that there is such thing as whole yoga. So I would say, um, I don't know about you, but recommending something like this in one of your classes to any of our listeners. So um, in the show notes, we'll definitely link something for people to learn more about that, because I think that's such a, that's such a cool opportunity. Um, but then also um, what you were saying, you know, at the end, just 
we just distrusting mm -hmm. that and leaning into that and just saying, you know, when you don't plan your lessons that like, oh, God's got this. Like a complete surrender, I think is something just like lately I've been having conversations with people about the complete surrender. That's the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm, and absolutely. for something like that, that so seems maybe so simple to or not plan a lesson and people could do that because they're falling behind on something, but how do we like completely, and how have you learned to just completely surrender every area of your life? Because we know that we're not in control. Like where, how did that come to you? Mm -hmm. Well, I first want to touch on one thing as far as like the stigma around yoga and mm -hmm. like, you know, I've had, you know, people will say like, well, yoga can't be Christian or Christians can't do yoga, you know, like there's this mm -hmm. whole thing around it. And I, all I can share is my testimony and what God and the Holy Spirit have done on that mat for me. Like mm -hmm. you can't tell me otherwise and you can't change my mind. And that's why I can share it because mm -hmm it's, it's that just like internal transformation that like, if I'm crying because of it, you know, it's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would just encourage people to, you know, just try it and, and, and maybe it isn't for you and that's okay too. So, um, anyway, no, I forgot what your actual question no, was. <laughs> that's okay. I was wondering, you know, when you, when it comes to like not planning your lessons, that's something oh. as simple as that, like what is, how have you learned to surrender things and like, where else in your life have you used that? Mm -hmm. And how can we learn? Because that's something it's just so hard to just say, okay, actually not in my hands anymore. God take it. Right. I mean, I wish I could say I perfectly do that in every situation, but I don't, but I mm -hmm. def, I, but I've learned and I am learning and I continue to learn to see the benefit of it. And I guess it, for me, learning that really started um, so my mom tragically passed away 15 years ago mm -hmm. and I held on to her and like her memory, like so tightly. And I, all I knew to do was to pray. Like that's how she raised me. That's all I knew what a possible solution could be. And I'm not kidding when God would say like, just let go. And I would like, I mean, you would think I'm like fighting with him right next to me because I'd be like, no, because if I let go, she's really gone. You know, I would have this whole like no, like God, no, I'm not doing that. And finally I, it got to a point, I mean, this is years of carrying this physical pain, right? Years of it. And I finally asked my friends to intercede, um, in prayer for me. And I just said, you know, God's already telling me this, but I can't do it. Like I need your prayers. And something happened where I was able to like, whatever I was holding on to, I let go. And like, there was a literal release, physical release in my body. And that was probably my very first experience of like, he's really got this, like he really does got this. And, um, you know, then I became a parent <laughs> and, you know, so many things change and I'm, it's just something that I'm slowly working on. And like I said, I wish I could say that I really had it down, but there's just moments where I think you come to a point and I'm, and, and truthfully, like I'm coming to this point in other areas of my life right now. So like, I'm still working on it, but there, you, it comes to a point with whatever it is that it's too painful to keep controlling it. That if you truly trust him, you will find that release and letting go you know, so I, you almost have to ask yourself, do you want to hold, keep holding on to this painful 
like it, it hurts to hold on to it. It hurts to control it. Like it's starting to manifest as physical pain in your body. Like, do you want to keep holding on to that? Or do you want that rest that he promises us? Like that's biblical truth that he promises us rest. But we have to, we have to do our part in, in stepping into that rest, in stepping into that trust. Like faith is an action, right? Like it isn't just like blind faith. I think faith is an action and we have to do our part um, to really feel those, feel those things. I like what you said, you know, asking yourself, when is it too painful? Like is like, but also like, how do we not let ourselves get it to that point where it's too painful to keep, keep controlling it? But honestly, I think God also wants us to get it, to get to that point too. And we realize, mm -hmm. you know what, like this hurts so bad to keep hanging on to this. Um, I'm just ready to let it go because you can't like when there's, when you've come to that point. And I mm -hmm. think that's a good, like, you'll know when it's that time. Um, right. And I know a thing you always say is, relationship over rules with Jesus and I think this mm -hmm. is a good way to maybe explain that because it's honestly like everyone's relationship is different and when things happen to you or you know you're trying to control something like your relationship over how it's supposed to go mm -hmm. is so different for everybody right. so maybe talk a little bit more about that saying relationship over rules with Jesus because I think that's mm -hmm. like I love that saying so much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think even trying to explain, like working on letting it go, I think most people listening might even be like, well, how exactly do you do that? And I want a prescriptive ABCD step one, two, three. I want to check the boxes, you know, and we, I think that's in our human nature to just want to know exactly how to do it. So I can just follow the rules and get it right. I don't want to get it wrong. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to make this worse. Right. So I think it's just in our human nature to desire rules like we want to be told exactly what to do because we don't want to be wrong and things like that and I grew up in the faith but I grew up in a very legalistic religion setting where it was like God was this booming thunderous being waiting for you to mess up and you had to go and get you know confession and all of these things and um it it jaded me a little bit because I was never taught like actually like just get in relationship with Jesus like just it's just about you and him it's just about like especially in our world today where there's so much noise you can't turn on any electronic device without there being some sort of voice or position or you know someone telling you what to think or what to do or what's right or what's wrong so you have to be so careful and you have to just totally work on you and him in order to like that relationship is, it has to be your number one, right? Like that's why even the, you know, Jesus commands to love God and then love others, like loving God first, like those are the commandments. All of those things are there because if you hone in on that, it truly takes away all of this other stuff that we tend to struggle with or get caught up with. Um, and yeah, kind of go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think what you said, you know, we were never really taught just to like get in relationship with him, like just to have that core like friendship. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes I like to think of it as, you know, we, 
we need when we want to spend time with our friends and we want to keep our friendships we have to spend time with them and actually talk to them and ask them how they're doing and like really like just spend time with them and sometimes we forget that like that's what god just wants us to do too like we need to spend time with him to build that relationship it won't just happen but mm-hmm. like he also just is there like he wants like he's longing for that relationship with every with you so i think i love that that's such right. i don't know i just love that saying relationship over rules because there's so many rules yeah and we right. want rules we want structure mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. we're made for relationship well and I think going back to control too like when we want to control things when we don't really trust when we want to follow the rules when we don't want to make mistakes we're not letting God be God mm. we're trying to be God in all of that even in the relationship piece of it like mm. like you said like he is there He is right. You know, he is desiring your heart. He is longing for that relationship with you. He's right there. But are we even giving him room to be God? Mm. Like, are we giving him that space in our lives or are we trying to manipulate Mm -hmm. it to fit into our picture of it? Mm. I think that's so good when you say, yeah, when when we try to control and we try to do this stuff, we're trying to be him and we're trying to do what we think is the right thing to do or what we think the path is supposed to be. And mm-hmm. I, this reminds me a lot of um, even just our bodies in general. Sometimes when we're like, um, I don't really know where I don't, oh, no, I'm going to lose my train of thought, but, or we, yeah, we think we have to do this or we're, we should live here or we should look like this. Or if we don't like the way we look, we don't like, we're like telling God that he didn't make do a good job on us. So when that mm-hmm. negative self-talk comes in and the negative negativity of, Oh, I'm like a failure or I should look differently or I should be doing this. Like, like you're telling God that what he's doing isn't good and mm-hmm. everything about him is good. Mm-hmm. So I think focusing on, wow, he made me so beautifully and wonderfully and unique. And he, my path is so perfect because mm-hmm. it came from him. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we trying to be him and change who we are, change things? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know another part of things you do is, you know, even on that body aspect of things and like how we see ourselves and what we like, what we look like and everything, like our bodies are so important and like everything, mm-hmm. that's like a huge part of who we are. I mean, if we're not taking care of ourselves, like what do we have? Right. Or mm-hmm. you always hear that, like, if you don't have your health, what do you have? Because truly, if you're not healthy, you know, you can't do the things you want or you can't pursue the things that God is calling you to pursue and so I know another saying that you always say and um you chatted before this and knowing a lot of things you said you always say nourish to flourish mm-hmm. and I love that because obviously our new brand is you flourish company I'm like how fitting amazing <laughs> flourish and t- tell me more about that because obviously nutrition I mean with Shackley and everything you're doing like taking care mm-hmm. of ourselves not just our mental selves but like physical selves mm-hmm. as well is mm-hmm. a huge part of this and and how do you how does faith play into this like what does that mean to you like nourish to flourish right yeah I'm actually I have my bible here I'm going to look something up here real quick so um, last summer I did a yoga series on um, Romans chapter 12 verses one and two and really verse one and it's just a call that says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God as your spiritual worship And kind of like you were saying, like, we're so down on ourselves and our appearances, but what if, just what if for a moment we took our physical bodies and we said, thank you by nourishing our bodies 
And really the more I was thinking about this before we started talking today was not just nourishing our bodies, but nourishing our senses too. So yes, you should um, strive to eat God food. So the other night, um, my family and I, we sat down to eat. My daughter said, thank you for the food, Jesus. <laughs> and I looked at our table and it's not always like this. So please hear me that we don't eat, always eat like this, but it was literally like everything from the earth. It was vegetables. It was meat. It was, you know, bread that was baked. It was water. We all had water to drink and it was literally real food from the earth. And then after we got done, um, my son gave us all a piece of candy because he just got his braces off and we're, and I'm sitting there eating that piece of candy. And I looked at it and I was like, huh, it's interesting how this piece of candy is not nourishing at all. It doesn't even look like food. Like it was some gelatinous roll of something <laughs> and you know, it didn't look like it. It doesn't sustain your body like that, but all of that food that we had just eaten for dinner was truly from the earth and from God. And it gave our body the protein and minerals and carbohydrates and vitamins that we needed. Um, so there's that food aspect that you can honor through what you eat. Um, and then also, like you said, with Shackley, like it's taking it beyond. And then are there other supplements that you can bring into your life or other habits or other routines? Because we don't always eat perfectly. We don't always, you know, sometimes we do eat more candy and things like that. So are we really giving our body what it needs to thrive, not just survive, but to thrive and be energetic and have a clear mind. Um, but then also actually just this week, I had read in Matthew chapter six, and I really just like, I'm hanging on to this one this week. Um, and it's the lamp of the body is the eye. And so basically like what your eye is bringing in, is it bringing in light or is it bringing in dark? And I just thought of like, myself and all of the mindless scrolling that I do like what is my eye consuming and is that nourishing my body or my ears what am I listening to what am I consuming from mm. a, a sound standpoint and is that nourishing my body you know I, I am healed now from my running injury so I've been running again this summer and I had decided I was going to listen to like just a like guilty pleasure podcast, like something that just mm -hmm. wasn't beneficial whatsoever. <laughs> um, and I noticed how icky those runs felt like I, I, so I just kind of thought to myself and I was like, I wonder if I switch, if I stop listening to this garbage, like if I would feel better just running and I didn't go faster, I'm not going faster. I'm not going farther necessarily, but I feel better with what mm -hmm. I'm listening to while I'm moving my body. Mm -hmm. So I would just say like that nourish to flourish is really a holistic approach. And even with how we exercise. So I have a Facebook group called the gentle soul sisterhood, because I really believe that as women, we've been brought into this mentality of like having to, like you said, look a certain way or do a certain mm -hmm. program or just be so hard on ourselves and I just want to bring that gentility and love and grace that God gives us. And like, he delights in us. He just delights mm -hmm. in us. And we just need that space in our lives to let him, mm -hmm. let him delight in us. Mm. I love Matt, Matthew chapter six, what you said, the lamp is the body or lamp of the body is the eye. That is something that I think we need to fully remember. Like the things we're putting in are the things we will get out. 
And I did this fast a long time ago. And I might've talked about this on the podcast like in an co- earlier episode, but um, we had to fast from anything. So like no mu- like music couldn't have an, it only had to be Christian music or things that like just was like pure and good. And we couldn't watch TV and only could read things that were pure and good. And it's so interesting when you stop listening to those things, like just like what you hear on the radio or whatever, you become so aware that the things that you wouldn't, the things you put in, like how it actually makes you feel or what you get out actually is a direct correlation to the things you're listening to, the things you're watching, things you're seeing. Um, Because we are creatures of habit and we will do the things that we we see the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that's such a good thing. I mean, it just goes back to what you're putting in your body. I mean, truly like things you're listening to, things you're seeing, but things you're putting in is what's going to, the lamp, like what will make, I think if like in my head, I see it as what's going to make us light up and be good and like be able to shine and be a ray of light for God. Um, And so what are you putting into your body that's going to make you shine and where people will see God and not see you? And I think Uh, it all also goes back to the whole relationship over rules too, because mm -hmm. when we start walking that line of like, okay, well, I can't listen to this or I can't do like we start, we, it's such a fine line. I call it the fine line between grit and grace, right? Mm -hmm. Like we need a little grit in our lives, but we also need a lot of grace. Mm -hmm. And I think when we, it's, we just got to be careful with all of that because I mean, the last thing I want is anyone to like start connecting with me and thinking like I do things like we eat perfectly (laughs) all the time and I'm always like because that's just not the case (laughs) yeah not the case at all um but I it's more of that mindfulness of like well wait a minute I've been doing this habit for a while and it doesn't make me feel good like let's Mm -hmm. maybe adjust that yeah that's a really good point like it's yeah just the mindfulness of knowing yourself because if you listen to the like a podcast that's maybe not perfect and just for fun and you know, that's enjoyable for you. Heck, listen to that because God also wants us to be happy. So mm-hmm. do things mm-hmm. that bring Absolutely. you joy and whatever that is. I mean, just know like, yeah, he just truly wants us to be happy and truly wants us to be in relationship. Um, like you were saying, like, cause it is like the rules. Yeah. We could throw a hundred percent rules at you and say, don't do this. Don't listen to that. Don't watch this. Don't whatever, whatever, whatever. But who cares at the end of the day, mm-hmm. if you know God and God knows you, um, right. which he obviously knows you, but, um, and right. this made me think of, I was talking to a priest a couple of weeks ago and he was like, he's like, Grace, I want you to go sit in the pew. He's like, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to see God looking down on you with a pie eating grin is what he said. Mm-hmm. And that will stick with me because that's how God looks at us. He looks at us with a pie eating grin just because he created us in his image. And no matter what we do, no matter what we listen to no matter what we watch whatever he will always look at us with this pie eating grin and I just love the way he says that because I can just imagine Jesus with this pie eating grin or God with this pie eating grin and I'm like he loves me mm-hmm. and he sees me as like perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just because absolutely I, if that's such a powerful thing it is to ask yourself like if God were to look at me right now what would he see mm-hmm I think I did something like, what would he see like in us? Like, would he see Mm -hmm. us striving and working hard and not resting and burning out and all of those Mm -hmm. things? Or would he see us loving ourselves and 
flourishing? Like, would he see that too? Because mm-hmm. he is looking down in joy and like, you don't want to make him sad because no. he loves you so much. <laughs> yeah. He does. Yeah. He just truly wants us to be joyful and, you know, doing whatever that is that makes you joyful, like do that. But also with that, I mean, he, he will always look at us with a grin, but yeah, he just doesn't, he doesn't like to see us hurting. And so when we're doing things that aren't fulfilling us or building ourselves up, like it isn't what he wants either. So knowing that, um, yeah, he's always looking at us with that pie eating grin. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, well, Tracy, I I kind of want to know like a couple. I just I want to have a couple other um, points I want to touch on. And the first uh, the first of that is, you know, we we have all these things we're doing, and with you obviously being a mother, and like you know you like you said you like to do a lot of different things, and that's where Revive My Mom came from. You want to be doing all these things, and you know we tackle. Well, I shouldn't say we talk a lot, but like society talks a lot about this work life balance right okay well I think everyone who's listening probably knows how I feel about that phrase because I probably said it a lot but how much I don't like that um (laughs) that I literally wrote in my notes I'm like I don't believe it's a real thing because (laughs) um because faith should really like we forget so we have like we have our personal life professional life and our faith life okay cool but faith should really be woven It, it shouldn't even there shouldn't even be a balance between all these different things because they all should mesh together because faith and like our personal life and our work professional life, it really all is one when you think mm-hmm. about it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's our life. Mm-hmm. And so how have you really worked to create this life where faith is woven into everything you've done? And like, where do you struggle maybe to bring it into the most to your life mm-hmm. too? Because it, he does want to be in every aspect, but sometimes it's hard. Right. I think, um, you know, because he knows us so well, and because he knows the desires of our hearts, and he knows those prayers that like, we don't, like prayer doesn't have to be like a verbal thing like you and I are doing, right? Prayer is like our heart connecting with him. So you can, again, it goes back to mindfulness, like just you can pray at any time, whether you're working or carpooling or cooking dinner or doing laundry, or mowing the lawn or whatever that is, like you can be in that communion with him and that's that relationship building piece like he doesn't always ask for this perfect little quiet time in the morning right he asks for your heart 24 7 Um, and I think in terms of balance I think communication is like the biggest key like I think in order to feel balanced or to have that um that mindset of like that you're okay, I guess, (laughs) in every aspect is really communicating those pieces to the people in those aspects. So like, if it's your career, like, are you communicating when you're falling behind on a project? Are you communicating when you could use some extra coaching? Are you communicating, you know, when you need XYZ, right? And, or even at home, like, are you communicating that you could use, something you you know you can need help with something or are you waiting until well I'll take care of it I'll take care of it I'll take care of it and then it blows up into a reaction which I'm really good at that that's why I can speak on it (laughs) Uh, you know but I really do believe like the times where you are able to slow down and just like communicate your needs ahead of time it makes that whole thing better and then by incorporating your faith into it is simply I really think it's just a matter of the heart like, you know, he wants your heart. And if, 
if that's where he is treasured and where you're storing him, like it's going to overflow into all of your aspects. And I would say that I actually probably struggle <laughs> the most um, with it in my parenting because parenting tends to be so reaction based <laughs> when really, if I can just pause and pray and then correct my kids or like redirect them as needed, it always works out. When I stop to bring God into that moment, it always works. But when I'm just flying off my human handle, like it, it blows up in my face every time. So I would say that one's probably the one you know, where you think like, oh, you're praying for your kids and you're doing all this, but that one's actually probably the hardest um, just because, you know, you're dealing with other humans and mm -hmm. all of our traits and faults and imperfections. So, mm -hmm. well, and I think I love what you said. You know, we, we talk a lot about like the pause, like five second pause, then react. But in, in this sense, I love what you said, just because um, you said like, if you can pause and pray, it always works. And I think that's such a testament to how, to God and like his, just the beauty and like the power of prayer is it always does work when we react just like that. How many times has it ever worked when you, something bad happens and you're like, oh my gosh, blah, 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 you need to just freak out. That never works. And so every time we pause and okay, deep breath. Okay, God, I need you. Mm -hmm. Let me just, then you enter into the situation you're going to be so much better off. The situation always ends up better. And so I think that's such a good testament to his power because honestly, like two seconds at whatever it takes, um, mm -hmm. pause, pray, and then it'll work. I and breathe. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to breathe. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. Well, okay. I have one last question for you. Um, and if you have, don't have one prepared, that's okay. But I'm sure you have a lot because um, of your Bible right there. But if I could ask you your favorite Bible verse or a story or something, what would that be? You know, I'll just tell you what came to me today because that's what I have it open to, which is right. Cause I've been in the book of Matthew this mm -hmm. month. So, um, in chapter seven, so I read this today cause it's the seventh day mm -hmm. and it said, um, you know, why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but, not, but do not perceive the wooden beam mm -hmm. in your own eye? And so I have a note next to that, that says work on yourself first. And I dated that back in 2018, but as I'm rereading that now, like four years later, I changed it to work on yourself continually because you're all, if you, if your brother only has a splinter and you have a wooden beam, that means you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. I just really appreciated that reminder today. So that's what I'd like to share is like your work and God's work is never done. Like that's why he gives you breath in your lungs every day. And it's a gift to wake up, take a breath and see what he has in store for you. So um, that's what I'd share today. I love it. Work on yourself continually. And I think that's so cool. You dated that in 2018 and now you're coming back and, you know, the same realization that also is so cool because scripture is so relevant, no matter what aspect of life you're into. And he does give us, he gives us a chance to start over every single day and how, how, like I said, that, that's such a beautiful thing. Um, and it's funny that you pick this verse. Um, Kelsey and I are doing this devotional every day and it's a devotional for hardworking women is what it's called. And this was one, uh, one of the verses that was recently, recently had. And I absolutely like, it kind of is very convicting when you hear it. You're like, mm, 
you know, we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to even um, look at someone else and think they, wow, they have the perfect life and all of this stuff. But like, why do you notice the things about others? Or why do you notice things about others before you notice things about yourself? Like good and bad. Um, because sometimes we think, oh, this person's so much better than me. I have to do X, Y, Z. Or you think this person's so much worse than me, but in reality, like, what do I need to work on for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And what was, what's the verse number for that one for everybody who wants to? Um, that was Matthew chapter seven, verse three. Three. Awesome. Uh, that is so beautiful. Well, this has been such a joy just chatting with you about these sorts of things and um yeah I I've really I really just enjoy the things you said and I'm, I want everyone to go check out Re- Revive Mom learn more about what you have going on about you know your whole yoga instruction or being a whole yoga instructor and what that all entails and how people can get involved with you so mm-hmm. we'll put a link in the show notes for how to connect with you and learn more um but with that do you have any last thoughts Tracy? No, I just, um, I mean, really just thank you for this time. And again, like it was really a prayer and an answered prayer to connect with you guys um, because an opportunity to talk so openly about your faith. um, But while you're talking business is it's a true blessing. And I am just grateful for everything you guys do here. Oh, you're so kidding. Well, it's been a joy getting um, getting to know you too. But Thank you everyone for tuning in and we will talk soon.